Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also going to be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining for another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jen, your host, and today we have Crystal. I am super excited to introduce you guys to her. She is an LA-based manifestation coach, and she uses mindset work and strategy coaching. She helps women get out of their own way and build their lives and businesses that they actually want to have, not the ones that they think they have to settle for. I'm so stoked. We just spent a few minutes getting to know each other. She and I have similar paths in how we ended up with our businesses, which is really cool. And um, so Crystal, can you tell me a little bit about how you got started, what you do? Give us our, give our audience a little bit of what we talked about. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me, Jen. I'm really excited to be here to be talking to you and talking to your audience. Yes. My name is Crystal and my path is a winding one, which I think is so common for creatives, but my background is in photography. I went to college for photography, went to school in Chicago, was one of the last graduating classes that was required to do film. So I had the kind of um, <laughs> the kind of old school training in that way. And I worked in the industry for about six years, took an in-house photography job in Oregon and then moved to LA to take another I have kind of always wanted to run my own business. It's been a dream of mine since before I even really understood what that meant. Like even when I was a kid, when a lot of my, I always tell the story because I think it's so, so goofy, but all my friends were sort of like playing house and dolls and Barbies. And I was like always playing office. I had this yes. little like desk. <laughs> it's so oh nerdy. <laughs> I had this little desk in my bedroom when I was like eight years old and I would like put like paper clips and post-it notes all over it and just pretend that I was, I don't know. I don't know what my little eight-year-old brain thought I was doing, but I just always wanted to work for myself. And my training in photography was really very technical. Like I didn't learn anything about invoicing or anything like that until truly the last semester of my four years. So I didn't have the path. I didn't really have the knowledge. I didn't really have even the self-confidence that I could do it. It took me years between I want to do this to I'm actually going to do this. And that process, that that in between of I want this thing, but I don't believe I can have this thing, that is the work that I do now. So in 2018, I left my last in-house job and I started my own photography business and had like really beautiful, unexpected success year one. And that kind of gave me the confidence to go into coaching, which is what I do now, because I love working with other entrepreneurs who are where I was, which is you have a dream, you have a vision, you see other people doing it, but for whatever reason, you maybe don't think you can be that person. And I love working with people at that stage, because if you have the vision, you can do it. Like, I, I believe that if it's in your mind, if you're dreaming about it, that's reason enough. And it's just a matter of getting confident within yourself and building the systems to support you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So um, a lot of what I want to chat about today is something that I know photographers specifically and creatives really struggle with is burnout. 
they get into like you know busy seasons we're slowly approaching i feel like (laughs) fall but it's going to get here eventually and we are in the midst of like this very weird wedding season but i want to talk about how you help your clients like pursue their dreams and reach their goals while also maintaining a sense of i know balance is such like a voodoo word or or taboo word now (laughs) in the entrepreneurial space but reach a harmony between their you know personal life and their business so can you give us a little bit of like what that looks like how they can achieve it what maybe not to do so that they can you know have that that harmony yes absolutely I think the mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make, especially at the beginning, and I was guilty of this too, and this is also a huge part of why I do what I do now. We build our business, we build our structure based on what we think we're supposed to do and not what we actually want to live day to day. So when I left my in-house job, one of the things that I didn't like about it was the sort of strict hours. Like sometimes I don't want to work 40 hours a week. So, you know, like I wanted to be able to have the freedom to work the hours that I wanted to choose and not what was sort of set for me by someone else. So what I would say for those of you at the very beginning of your process, get really clear and really honest with yourself about the life you actually want to live. You don't build a business. You don't start your own thing just to mimic someone else. I think we're taught to do that, but I really, really want to empower people to do that from day one to like really build the structure you want to live within. So For example, if you're really introverted and you know that like a lot of face-to-face client calls or if a lot of this like one-on-one interaction is hard for you, right? Like know that about yourself going in and you don't have to change it and you set yourself up to support yourself for those things that you already know. So like once you're getting more deep into your structure and into your business, outsource that stuff. Like if there's aspects that you know you don't want to do that you know pull your energy out invest in yourself, invest in your business, invest in the future and the sustainability of what you're building. But I do think it starts at day one. I did that. I just, I left my in-house job and ended up in my first year, ended up working way more hours than I ever worked for someone else. Right. And you know, and I got to the end of the year and I looked at my revenue and I was like, well, I mean, I made more money than I've ever made working for someone else by working for myself, which like was the goal which is what I thought was the goal. But then I looked back in the year and saw the 60-hour weeks and the overwhelm and the not being able to say no to projects that were coming in. And I was right. like, oh, there's room here to, to shift. Yeah, that's a, that's a big piece, I would say, to like from the beginning, be really clear with yourself and give yourself permission to build what you want, not what you think you have to do. That's good. So I think one of, and I've, and I've done it too, where it's just like, give me all of the money and I'll work all of the hours and none of the, you know, and I think when you reflect back on that year, you, like you said, you hit the biggest revenue that you have seen so far, but maybe you lost time with your family or you lost, you weren't able to, you know, go out on date night that week or, you know, how many of those things did you lose along the way that, when you do it over a long period of time, it chips away at the relationships that you're building this business for. And I think that's something that as entrepreneurs, we have to really be careful of building a business with your life in mind. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's important to, to keep that in mind as you're building your business. It's, it's building a business around your life, not like 
trying to fit your life within your business. Yes. Because that's employee mindset, right? Like that's yes. what we're taught. That's what we're taught to do. We're taught that in order to receive wealth, in order to receive abundance, in order to receive the gift of having free time in your own life, <laughs> you have to be an employee and give up your freedom Monday through Friday, nine to five or whatever, whatever your hours are. And right. if you bring that mindset into your business as the business owner, you're setting yourself up for repeating the same experience. But it's not like I can tell you from experience, it's not going to feel any better if it's under your name, if you're still a slave to that schedule, right? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. So what is one tip for, say, a new photographer or someone looking to start their own business? How do you not make that mistake? Is there a step that they can take? Is there a plan they can put in action? What do you recommend? Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's uh, the sort of foundation of that behavior is a scarcity mindset. It's like, if I don't take every offer that comes to me, there won't be anything left. Or if I say no to this client, they're never going to come back to me. Or I think we just, it's just different layers of scarcity. Feeling like, it, at least this is my experience, feeling like it's such a struggle in the beginning just to do the thing that I, I really struggled with. Again, as you said, that elusive balance of allowing myself time to rest, allowing myself time to say no, allowing myself to really be mindful about what I'm taking and not taking. So a tip, I would say, is really be mindful of those fear thoughts when they come up because they will. And don't let them be evidence that you can't do this. They're really just evidence that you have a brain. <laughs> like, honestly, that's it. Every single human being has that experience. Even the most successful, well-respected people, professionals in different industries struggle with imposter syndrome, struggle with doubt, struggle with self-worth. Like, it's just part of being a human being. So when those things come up and they tell you you have to work 80 hours to be valid, or they tell you you have to have this client or that client on your portfolio to be a real artist, just notice them and don't run away with them. Like, don't let those thoughts be the one that dictate how your business is built and how it unfolds for you. This is work that I've done, not so much with my business. I've done it some in my business. I need to do it more. But I went through a phase where I was depressed. I'd lost my dad and it was so hard. And I didn't start going through all of this until months after his passing it all came to a head. And I was just like, I had a hard time getting out of bed. This was before my business existed. Um, had a hard time performing at, at my job. And just my mom sat me down and she was just like, okay, you're reading the secret. Mm. <laughs> I thought that might like let you up a little bit. So she made me commit to listening to this one chapter. And I cannot remember the chapter um, of the secret over and over until like I had almost memorized it. And then I started writing down literally the opposite of what I was feeling. You know, I was okay. I was safe because I saw it happen. Like yeah. it was a heart attack and it was just this awful experience in the ER room. And I, I had to almost rewire how like the, like I was getting flashbacks. So I had to rewire all of that. And it was very literally like I had to, write out the opposite of what I felt every day until eventually it was just like I was slowly coming out of this precipice. Yeah. I think doing that as a business owner 
is just as important. Granted, mine's very personal and it's a very different experience. But I think when you start a business, you can make yourself depressed. You can make yourself anxious if you keep feeding into those fear thoughts. So yeah. I think something that, that would be good for our audience to take away from this is you're going to have those emotions. You're going to have that fear. You may even experience that anxiety. Sit down, write out the exact opposite of what you're feeling until that's really what you end up writing down. That's what you believe. That's what your truth is, right? Yes. Yes. I love that you said that, Jen. And thank you for sharing such a personal thing, both that experience that you had and the gift you gave yourself of rewiring afterwards. That's really beautiful. And it's such a good example. Yeah. Such a good example of what we're talking about and like an exact model that people can use for their own process and their own life. Like I am (laughs) so excited for everybody listening to this because you are getting a manual that most people don't know they have access to for their brain. So without going too deep into brain chemistry, how it works, like literally how your brain works, you have synapses within your brain, which are basically connections. And there is a loop between your thoughts and your feelings that happens really rapidly in your body chemistry, really rapidly. And the subconscious mind's job is to build programs that happen automatically so that you're not using your active brain power to process things like brushing your teeth, taking a bite of food and bringing the fork to your mouth. Like the point of the subconscious mind is to make as much possible automatic so that you are not using your energy to process those things, which is beautiful for things like brushing your teeth and bringing a fork to your mouth, right? Like you don't need to think about every muscle movement for how those things happen. But then when it comes to something like what you're talking about, like grief, or when someone's building a business, if you've been practicing doubt, if you've been practicing scarcity, if you've been practicing fear, those things feel more real to you because it's what you've been practicing, but you have the power to practice anything you want. And I know at the beginning, this sounds bananas. I know. Totally bananas. I get it. (laughs) Those of you listening, if you're shaking your head and you're like, this person is crazy, I know. And I was you a couple years ago, but this is literally how your brain works and you can wire it to do whatever you want. So like Jen's example, if you're looking at your business, you're feeling the doubt, you're feeling the anxiety, you don't see the clients yet. Can you bring yourself out of that situation? Like a meditation is a beautiful way to do this because if you are really stressed, your body's actually going through a chemical reaction and it's going to be really difficult to give yourself new thoughts when your cortisol levels, for example, are already like sky high. If you are in a physiological state of stress, this process is next to impossible. So take a nap take a break, have a snack, go for a walk, like whatever you have to do to come back down to your sort of baseline. And then from that place, start to write out like what Jen's talking about. How do you want your business to look? How do you want your business to feel? What kind of clients do you want to serve? What kind of work do you want to book? Let yourself build without borders from that place and then practice feeling really good about what you are building. Again, I know you're listening and you're like, that seems so simple. Why doesn't everybody do this? And that's a great question, my friend. (laughs) I think it just comes down to education. Like we're not taught how to do this, which to me is like the greatest disservice we've done to ourselves 
as a culture because it really is that simple. It might not be easy. It is a daily commitment and a daily practice, but it is that simple. It really is. It oh man, I'm is. so excited for your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, you know, this is something that I don't, I don't talk a lot about, but manifestation work, I mean, in that sense, it saved my life. I was never, I, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound worse than it was. I was not in a place of suicidal. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in that place. I was very dark in, a, in from, I didn't find joy in anything. It was that type of dark. I was not at a place of contemplating suicide. When I, so when I say it saved my life, I was able to breathe again. I was able to enjoy, you know, the life I was building with my boyfriend again. It was all of those things that it really allowed me to work towards. Because without it, I, I would have spiraled for longer and longer and longer. So it, it, did, it did save my life in that sense. And it's also helped me build my business. As mm-hmm. I took those practices and I had my son and I, I was sitting here and I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this corporate job anymore. It's not for me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no skills, but, uh, or at least I thought I did it at the time. Uh, you know, let's just figure something out. And I started writing down what I wanted. I wanted to work from home. I wanted to have the flexibility of my own schedule. I wanted to replace my corporate income. And I just, I wrote it down every single day. Again, just going back to that practice. And six months later, it happened. And there was a lot of work involved getting to that point. And I think that's something that when we talk about the work of manifestation, people are like, well, pfft, you can't manifest stuff out of the thin air. Well, mm-hmm. we're not saying you manifest it out of thin air, but mm-hmm. when you change the way you think about how you're going to reach your goals and you believe that those goals are achievable by practicing those thoughts and those feelings every day, then those actions are going to be easier to take because, well, I'm believing that I'm writing it every day. It's a, it's already a, it, that, that step between thought and action becomes like you said, almost automatic yeah. because you're train you're rewiring every day to reach those, those goals. That's exactly it, Jen. Like again, with the example of brushing your teeth, think about how easy it is for you to check out and just an autopilot brush your teeth. Imagine if it was equally easy for you to check out on autopilot, believing in yourself no matter what and building the business that you want, because that yeah. is what we're talking about here. It's the same process, exact same process. Yeah. And so what we want you all to hear is not only is, is the business that you want possible, but the way your business works is possible. You don't need to, like Crystal said, you don't need to work with every single client that knocks on your door. You don't need to work every hour available in the day to make the money that you want to make. You build your business around the life you want to live, not the other way around. And it's mm-hmm. believing that you can do that. Absolutely. And something that comes up, I think, a lot at the beginning for new entrepreneurs with the example of like, if you're getting offered for a, if you're getting offered for work that you don't really want to do, and you're like, well, but if I take this, then nothing else is going to come through. Think about what you're blocking yourself from if you take it. It's, let's say you take something, right? And it's 20 hours a week with a client you don't really want to work with. But then the dream project comes through and you can't take it because you've already said yes to this other thing. In every moment, you have an opportunity to check in with yourself and ask, does this fit 
the picture that I'm creating for myself, for my business. If it does, yes, girl, go beautiful. If it doesn't, like empower yourself to choose otherwise. That's a, that is a beautiful moment to start practicing the different thoughts. If you hear yourself thinking, well, if I don't take this, I'm not going to get anything else. Great. Pay attention. Like that's a learning moment for you. And that's a really beautiful stretch opportunity. Oh, I love that. I, and I know I say that all the time. I'm sure my audience is tired of it, but it's true. Okay. I love that. <laughs> things really my, my guests, my guests say, there's a quote out there that says, if it's not a hell yes, yeah. it is a no thank you. And that's so hard for us. To, it's hard for me to learn sitting here. I mean, I'm, I've been in my business two and a half years. I'm where I want to be. I'm getting, after COVID, I'm getting back to where I want to be. Yeah. But there's been opportunities that have come that are like, hey, do you want to be you know, a virtual assistant for this person who is an affluent member in the entrepreneurial society and possibly could have catapulted my business, but it wasn't doing the work that I wanted to do. It wasn't working with the, the type of entrepreneur that I wanted to work with. She's a phenomenal person, but mm-hmm. she wasn't like, she wasn't a photographer. She wasn't, you know, that type of thing. So I turned it down and mm-hmm. it was something that scared me to death, but yeah. I turned around literally two weeks later and landed a dream client that I had written down on a vision board like four months prior. Yeah. That wouldn't have happened had I not turned the other job down. So that's something that we have to come back to and trust that the business that we're building is going to happen when we move towards the things that allow it to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. But I love that example. Absolutely love it. That's the thing that happened to me a few times as well. An opportunity would come through and like I'd look at my my earnings for the month and be like, I really need this money. I use that exact quote you said all the time. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no thank you. And there, it happened to me a few times. I turned things down. The thing I actually wanted came through right after. I almost think about it. I don't love the word test. That's not really what I mean. Right. right? It's an opportunity to to test that trust muscle, right? Those opportunities will come back. Like if you quote unquote like fail the test, you will have many more opportunities. But look at each one. That's a beautiful reframe for quote unquote failure too. You're never failing. Yes. Never. Yes. Never. It's all learning opportunities. It's all opportunities for reframe. It's all opportunities to learn more about what you actually care about and what you actually want to be doing. I used to be so hyper fixated on getting to the end result of what I wanted in my business. So imagine I'm I'm 29. Imagine I'm going to live until I'm 80 years old. Would I want to eat every meal I'm going to eat between now and 80 today? No, of course not. Right. Treat your business the same way. It's a process. If you're in it for the long game, let it be your long game and let each day to day be sacred in themselves because they're part of the larger process. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it's, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that, that metaphor before. And I think that's so important because I'm the same way. I want the business that I want 20 years now, you yeah. know, like I want, I want all of the things. I want all of the recognition. I want all of the clients, <laughs> you know, I want, I want it all, all the time. But I think yep. looking at it from a from that place of I am in this, like I want to be doing this business 
you know, for 10, 15, 20 years or a, a semblance of it for 10, 15, 20 years, looking at it from that place and being like, okay, today I am going to take this step. I'm going to say no to this, to something I'm not excited about. I'm going to, you know, put money into a Roth in order to retire when I want to retire. I'm going to make the commitment to go on a date with my husband because those things, those goals is what's going to get me to the place where I want to be in 20 years rather than not doing those things or filling in your time with projects that maybe you're not as excited about. And then you're not even wanting to have your business in a year or two years because you've burnt yourself out. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's so powerful. And all of the elements that we have in our life, like the business is just a small piece. It's an important piece, but it's a single piece of the pie. So what you're saying, like spending time with your family, doing things for fun because you're a human being and you need to have fun. <laughs> like it's so easy, especially at the beginning and especially I think for creatives because our industry, I think especially there's a lot of, I mean, it's sort of like standard rhetoric to talk it down almost like the starving artist. Like so many mm-hmm. people are brought up in environments where parents are like, well, maybe you should get a real job. Like there's a lot of negative reinforcement in this industry, but to put a hundred percent of your energy into one slice of your pie that is your life, it's not sustainable. Even if you then build the dream business right off the bat, the rest of your life has not been nurtured. It's not going to feel good. And I know it's scary at the beginning, but as you're saying, like spreading out the energy evenly across all the aspects of your life, it will come back and build your business. It might feel counterintuitive at the beginning, but like when you feel supported by your loved ones, when you have a healthy relationship with your physical body, when you feel rested and well and healthy, when you're taking time for yourself to recharge, all of those things come together and support the business at the same time. Even if it's not direct, they're all part of the same piece. It's so true. I think that's something that gets lost so often in this race to be an entrepreneur or a race to build the best business or, you know, whatever your particular race is, you forget that if there's no one there at the finish line, if there's no water at the finish line, if, Mm -hmm. if you're not healthy at the finish line, then all you're getting is a participation trophy at the end of it, instead of a celebration of what you've accomplished, of who you are, of your, your entire life as an accomplishment, not just, you know, I was the best business manager, I was the best coach. If you don't have all of those other pieces, that can feel really empty at the end of the day. Yes, you're so right. So we've talked a lot about like a bunch of heavy stuff. This is probably Mm -hmm. like, and it's good stuff. It's heavy from the standpoint of you really have to work at this. And for me, I had to dismantle some of my like growing up beliefs (laughs) in order to, to feel comfortable in this work. You know, that can be hard. It can be scary. It can feel weird. It can feel yucky. So I challenge you and every, you know, I challenge our audience to really dive into this, look up Crystal, look at what, you know, she's doing, how this works, how it can change your business and your life a hundred percent. But I do want to lighten it up a little bit. I love going back to really actionable steps. So what is something that our audience can do today 
to help them make this first step in, in either reprogramming their business. Cause if they're already in business for a few years, this may be like, Oh gosh, you guys are asking a lot of me today. <laughs> so can we break it down into a couple of bite-sized pieces that for someone new and overwhelmed by starting or someone, you know, a veteran that's like, Oh gosh, you're wanting me to redo all of this. Can, you know, let's break it down in a couple bite sizes for them. Absolutely. So for the person who's just starting, I would say get really clear on the kind of work you actually want to be doing. And also give yourself the space that that might evolve and that's okay. You don't need to know what you're going to want in 10 years. You just need to know what you're going to want now. So start there. So for the person who's starting, if you're like, I am a hobby photographer, I want to turn into full time. Or if you've been doing the side hustle thing and you want to transition into bigger clients, what I always, how I always coach creatives is make the work you want to be hired for. So even if you've, let's say you've convinced yourself you have to do weddings because it's the only way to make money as a photographer, you don't. Do the work you want. So get really clear on that and give yourself the space to do whatever feels right. Maybe it's one project a week. Maybe it's one a month. Maybe it's two a month. Start building the portfolio that represents the work you actually want to be hired for. That was my, my advice to the person who's just starting or the person who's looking to transition from maybe side hustle into full time. Also, on that same note, take a look at the kind of work that the clients you want to work with are already hiring creatives to do. So let's say you're really into food and beverage. That's my background in photography. Let's say you want to work with breweries and beer clients. Take a look at what's out in that industry. Take a look at what kind of images people are creating already in that uh, niche. And not to mimic it, but just to like familiarize yourself with what's expected at the moment um, in the industry and then start to ask yourself how you can bring your unique vision to that. How can you take what's already being created and elevate it with your perspective? So that's for those that are just starting. Those that are already in, I would ask yourself, what's your number one pain point in your business right now? That may be a conditional thing, like an outside circumstance, like I'm not making uh, the money that I want to make or I'm not getting the clients I want or I'm having problems with my systems or whatever. Whatever that answer is, be really honest with yourself. And if it is something, it's probably twofold. It's probably reflective of a belief you have somewhere that you don't, you don't really know how to or if you can stretch yourself into this certain area. I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle to get like into the five or 10K month range. So maybe you don't, maybe that's the big struggle for you. You're like, I'm not hitting my income goals, but you don't really believe you can. Go deep into that. Take inventory of what it was like growing up for you with money. How did your parents talk about money? Was it a safe subject? Was it a secret subject? How do you feel about people that make money? Do you look at rich, rich people and think they're jerks? Like just take inventory, work backwards from whatever isn't working for you. If you're the, I was this person, if you're the entrepreneur that's like, I can do everything myself. I don't ever need to hire help. I don't ever need to outsource anything. I don't ever need to delegate. I feel you. You do. We do. <laughs> we all do. If you are a team of one, there is just literally only so much that you can do. And the energy that you are spending trying to do everything is taking away from your zone of genius. So out for That would be my, for those that are already in it, it's that twofold piece. Get really honest with yourself about what beliefs might be at play in whatever that number one pain point is. And then get really honest with yourself about what actionable steps, what shifts can you make in your business? How can you hire help? How can you ask for help? How can you outsource something that maybe is pulling that energy out of you and taking away from your creativity? That's so good. And one thing to 
I like to challenge outsourcing because, and granted, like I am the person that people outsource to. So this is my bread and butter, but I want to challenge when someone says to outsource, it doesn't have to be your business related stuff. It can Mm -hmm. be like the first thing I outsource was my house. (laughs) I don't like cleaning (laughs) and I have five dogs and a toddler. So my house needs to be cleaned. Yes. (laughs) Um, So the first thing I outsourced was a cleaning service that comes every other week and she does the things that I cannot stand doing or I just don't have time to do. Like I would rather sit down and work on a podcast or work on a Dubsado setup rather than mop my floors. Yes. It's just the truth. So when you think about outsourcing and you're like, okay, my number one pain point is time management. Okay, write down what your, what your schedule looks like, what needs to happen, and then figure out what you can outsource the easiest. For yeah. me, that was, that was cleaning. It may be laundry. It may, you know, it may be a meal prepping. You meal that, prep, yeah. say, you know, I mean, gosh, if like once I get there, I'm going to be stoked. I can't wait. Yes. my meal <laughs> You know, so take a look at those things and figure out what's going to give you the most bang for your buck. Because the other thing I had to consider, and and you should consider as you as you outsource, is what's going to help not only you but possibly the relationships in your life. So my husband's much more of a neat freak than I am. So the the uh, floors can go a couple extra days without getting swept. If it was me for my husband's like, oh my gosh, there's hair on the floor. I'm like, well, we have five dogs, so there's going to be hair. <laughs> so that was one thing, like that was another factor in outsourcing to cleaning. It is it, it helped us get along a little better because <laughs> yes. like the house was still getting clean. So that's something to really keep in mind when we talk about outsourcing. It's not just getting your system set up. It's not just hiring a virtual assistant or a Pinterest strategist. It's looking at your life as a whole and figuring out what's going to give you the best bang for your buck when you come to outsourcing. Yeah. I love that you extended it beyond business. You're so right. Like just look at what's pulling the most energy from you. What do you spend the most amount of time thinking? I wish I didn't have to do that. That's probably the thing you need help with. Yeah. I love that. So good. Okay. So we've talked about actual steps they can take today. We've talked about Mm -hmm. like some serious mindset work that they can start uh, working on today to really start working towards harmony in their life and their business. So I want to just have a little bit of fun. I always do. I always wrap up with three fun questions. Cool. The first one is what is your favorite business tool? Ooh, um, what is my favorite business tool? I love Planoly. I yeah. use that, yeah, to plan out Instagram. I'm super visual, obviously. I'm sure the majority of your audience is. Yeah. And to be able to see my grid, um, if any of you don't already use it, it's basically a, a planning tool for Instagram. You can use it for Pinterest too. And you can just see your grid all built out. You see a little bit of what's already on your feed. And then you can add, I think, up to like 20 squares of what you're going to post. So for those of you who are like me, who really like your feed to be uh, very flowing and look a certain way, it's just one of my favorite tools. There's also like, there's hashtag features, there's discover features on it. It's really great. Yeah, I love Planoly. I have been, I've used Planoly in my own business for a couple of years and it's by far my favorite Instagram scheduling tool. It's super easy to use. It's relatively inexpensive if you do decide to pay for it. 
Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so if you and I were to go get a drink, mm-hmm. I'm coming out to LA. Yes, please where... do. Come hang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do like LA. I've been to Pasadena, and oh, cool. I, yeah, I I do like the area. Couldn't ever live there, but I really do like the area. So tell me, where are we going, and what are we drinking? Oh, I love it. This isn't my go-to, but it's the first place that came to mind. There's a a vegan Mexican restaurant on the west side. I'm not vegan, but the food there is some of the best I've ever had of any type of food, of any region. Like, it's just fantastic. And their cocktail menu is stunning. It's mostly mezcal and tequila. So, like, I guess I would take the temperature of that first if you like that stuff. Then we're good oh, to give go. me some tequila. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, the beverage program there is just so good. All of the cocktails are so thoughtful and unique. They're really different than what I typically see on cocktail menus. So that's where we're going for sure. <laughs> awesome. All right, I'll have to get put that on my list. Yes. All right, and then I am a quote fanatic, so <laughs> I have to ask, what is your favorite quote? This is a great question. I have to be very honest up front and I have to say I don't know who said this I heard it on Kathy Heller's podcast um don't quit your don't keep your day job she said the opposite of depression isn't happiness it's purpose oh that's that good favorite, isn't that's it so good uh, uh, yep that and it's true I think it's it's true as someone who has gone through bouts of depression it's definitely figuring out like where I'm going, how I'm getting there, you know, and getting it out of it that way. That's so good. Crystal, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a good conversation. I can't wait for our audience to hear all about it. Is there anything that you would like to leave our audience with? Thank you so much for having me, Jen. This has been the best. Yeah, keep going. And I know that can sound so simple and like, so easy, but really it's that if you are in this for the long, the long run and you really want to build a business that you love being a part of, let each day just be a day and just keep going, love. Like you've got this. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You guys, we will catch you next time and have an awesome week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.